Welcome to the Veritas Equipping Podcast, a podcast designed to provide insight, resources, and biblical wisdom. Our mission as Veritas Church is raise up mature disciples, send out everyday missionaries, glorify God. Join us as we pursue Jesus to become mature disciples and effective disciple makers for God's glory. Veritas, welcome to our equipping podcast. We are starting a new series where we're talking about parenting, and I'm here with one of our pastors and elders, Matthew Morkin. Um, we're kicking off this series where we're going to tackle issues like parenting little kids, parenting teenagers, uh, discipline, uh, and then just some practical advice from other parents. We'll Hopefully we'll get that each week, but we're going to start off with just an, a big overview of why we're going to talk about uh, parenting and what's going on in the world today. Um, but Matthew, first, before we jump in, tell me a little bit about your family. Yeah. Um, so I've been married to Sharon. She also works out in the kids wing here and, uh, we've been married for about 20 and a half years and we have a son who's 14 and another who's 12 and another who's 10. So teenage, somebody into the teenage years and then you get the preteens and yeah. you've worked with kids and families for a long time. Yeah, so I worked as a youth pastor specifically for 11 years and then served in family ministry here for three, I believe. So. All right, so what lessons have you learned? Are you learning right now when it comes to parenting, just in your own household? I mean, I think the thing that comes back to me over and over again is patience, um, trying not to presume that they should know what to do because it took me forever to learn it. And so that's pretty much where it burns me up. Mm. Yeah. It, yeah. Having kids is one of those things that's a great sanctifier. Yeah, absolutely. Because it reveals your impatience, your selfishness, uh, for sure. I think, you know, just in hindsight, you, you learn so much about yourself when you get married, and then kids just really throws it on, just like, oh, crud, I, I thought I was more patient. I thought I was more considerate. And then, yeah, I'm not. Yeah. I'm really not. <laughs> You're like a young, single man, and you think, I think I have all the answers to the world. I have this figured out. And then you get married and you're exposed like, well, maybe I need a savior. And then yes. you have kids and you're like, I'm a, I'm a piece of crap. God yeah. save me. Amen. <laughs> Amen. That's exactly the driving point. Yeah, it goes back to that time and time again for As me. As a parent, do you, if you could go back, I know you're kind of still in the midst of it, um, but like the younger years, anything that you'd say, oh, we would do that differently. I think being more intentional, I, I think Sharon has done a really great job with being intentional. I think I have been busy. And so I think personally for me as a dad, I would go back and be more intentional with just opportunities to read to my kids, um, opportunities to, you know, when I chose to sit on the couch and watch YouTube, I would, I wish I would have gone and thrown a ball, mm -hmm. um, or kicked a ball or whatever, and just try to engage them a little bit more at that level. I've been trying to do a little bit of catch up. I did a lot of traveling back in the day and, you know, it had its place and it was ministry stuff and it was cool. I think it was too much. Mm -hmm. And so reevaluating some of that stuff, I wish I would have invested more earlier instead of trying to play catch up as they get this old. Mm, that's good. Yeah. I'm feeling that just with now having a 19-year-old about ready to leave the house, it's like, oh, that time went so fast. The time went so fast. That's the part where you're just like, you know, I, um, a friend of ours, we watched a younger kid this last weekend, and you're like, man, like, it was a just a blink of an eye, it seemed, you know, before Finley was that small. Finley's my oldest son, 14. And just, you know, you know, you say it all the time. I say it all the time. Time goes so fast. And yep, it does. And so trying to even now making more of the time, being more intentional, but still mm -hmm. struggling. So we just did a, a 
our last podcast series was on marriage, and this one we're tackling parenting. Um, why? Why should we be talking about parenting as a church? Why is this important for our people? I mean, I think that's it's where discipleship starts and happens, whether we're trying to learn how to disciple or, you know, no matter what, it, it does it happen in our own homes. I think that's a challenge for me a little bit as I look back at my life, um, having the opportunity to pour into a lot of other kids and pour into a lot of other leaders and pour into a lot of other people and you know, it's hard to have some of those discipleship, tough conversations, like with your own children in your own home. It's fun to kind of do it outside the home. There's a lot less at stake, mm-hmm. uh, I've found for myself. And so I think this is where discipleship really starts. And uh, I think you see some of the, you see how important it is by how much it's being attacked, mm-hmm. whether it be families, uh, just the nuclear family, or whether it be marriages, or all those things are just under the gun right now. And so here you have this huge um, opportunity to disciple in your own home. It's under attack. And uh, yeah, it's it's where it begins. Yeah, you see kind of the demise of the family affects so many things. It's not a problem yeah. the school can fix. It's not a problem, you know, outside organizations can fix. The, yeah. the family was ordained by God. And sometimes I think people lean into the topic of parenting, especially when they're in the midst of the battle. Like, I just need help. I need help my kid doesn't obey or he's rebellious mm-hmm. or I'm, I'm overwhelmed or I lost my temper, like help me. It's a really mm-hmm. practical need. But I think we can also miss the, the God designed spiritual calling to parenting that we want to help people capture. Like what, what is the role of the family? What is the role of a mom? What is the role mm-hmm. of the dad? Mm-hmm. And like you said, discipleship begins in the home. Mm-hmm. Like it's a great commission endeavor to mm-hmm. raise up, kids who know and love and obey Jesus. So hopefully, churches, we talk about parenting, it's not just about all the practicals, but you see the godly uh, call on our life to to raise kids to know and love the Lord. Yep. And I think it's it's tempting to assume you need to exist for their survival or for the check to Mm. help with survival. And that's really a secondary thing. And putting those roles in their place, um, I think, is key. Uh, especially in our culture today, because they're telling us something different. Oh, for sure. So unique to today. So parenting has been hard from the beginning. It's a challenge, a high calling, Mm -hmm. but challenge. What unique challenges today do you see as a pastor parents facing? Um, I just thought of a few. Um, I think being intentional. I think that opportunity to have that conversations when you hear those words or you hear that thought come out of their mouth, like just having the opportunity to like stop and address it and then know the truth to address it with. And that might take some study and that takes another chunk of time and you've got kids and you've got a job, but it's so valuable to ask the questions and be intentional when you, you know, you hear some words come out of your child's mouth or you hear a concept come out and you're like, oh, where did that come from? Or you watch a movie and you're like, maybe we shouldn't have watched that, but let's take some time now to explain it. So just being intentional, those things aren't necessarily lost on them, mm. but they can really be teaching moments. Even if you screw up, you can just sit down and, and, and say like, hey, this is how I made a mistake, and just that it takes extra time, it takes um, humility um, to really practice that, and I think that's one of the big things. I think um, 
views of discipline in our day and age. And I'm so glad we're going to be talking about that stuff. Um, we live in a society that is scared to um, face any form of hardship and discipline is a hardship that mm. causes us growth. And um, a loving father disciplines his child as God does us, as we heard mm. in Hebrews earlier. And uh, w- the views of discipline are just watered down and all over the map. And very, very controversial. I mean, even Absolutely. to say... Spanking is a mm-hmm. controversial idea in our society. People are passionate about what's um, what's the best way to go about doing it. People feel judged um, or or afraid to implement any level of discipline mm-hmm. um, because the parent-child dynamic and some confusion there. But huge, huge issue for sure. Huge, and I think it's so shaping for how how you're gonna uh, how your child's gonna respond to you for. Ever. Mm. Um, in fact, I would say to, you know, one of the things I'd want parents to learn is those first couple years, especially in regard to discipline, are going to shape the next 16 years of that engagement. And so it's not cute. It's not funny. And just trying to like, you know, you might go into a back room and laugh a little bit, but there you have to hold that front and you have to like follow through because that is going to shape the conversations. I saw it in youth ministry all the time. You know, you laughed back then and now they're expecting that same giggle, but this is increased in seriousness yeah. with their freedom and their abilities. Now you can't laugh, but now you're also in a pickle because that lack yeah. of consistency. I've heard it said so many times and experienced it um, that you either re- reap the rewards or the consequences uh, as teenagers of how you parented when they were young Yep. and the, the roles of discipline, especially in those first three years yep. of, of shaping a child for that. Um, is there anything like your time in youth ministry, your time in family ministry, now you, you lead out in pastoral counseling issues, so dealing with family, where it's just like, I can't believe what parents are dealing with today. Anything kind of just hits you in the face of, this is a challenge. Um, I think sexuality is a challenge in our day and age, and I think that is an, a, a direct attack on the family, um, and even this calling to um, discipline or, or disciple our kids, it, that is huge. And some of the conversations that I've heard that families are having are really hard, and um, you know, again, like they're they're out in a different world. Uh, for so many hours a day and that intentionality coming into the home to address that. I don't think we need to be afraid to address it. I think the gospel can handle it. If it can't, what are we doing? But like coming back and just really articulating that too. And I think one of the things maybe we're afraid to deal with it. And um, I had a mom share this with me when I was a youth pastor. Um, She was struggling with math with her her child, and she had discovered great success. Instead of trying to teach him math, she learned alongside him. And so perhaps you don't know the scriptures or like, how do I dress the sexual culture that my kids are swimming in right now? And, and don't be afraid of that, but come alongside them and really learn mm. from Scripture in that, and then speak into that as you learn or as you see insights. And, and you know, undoubtedly seek good resources as you do that, but don't be afraid of it. That's the uh, worst thing. Don't that, be afraid of it. That's really good. I mean, if my second grade, I, I would probably need to relearn second grade math to help out with math. But you kind of feel as a parent, this is what I need to do to help you, but maybe we don't feel that same way with the moral, ethical, spiritual issues yep. that they bring. Yep. Um, that, yeah, I need to dive in and learn this so that I can parent and help my kid. 
Yep. And I think probably close second is just the anxiety that our culture is in right now, whether it be spinning out of COVID or some of the recent events and now this war and things along that line of just that fear. And Mm -hmm. fear can also be addressed in the gospel as a part of discipleship and really addressing like, what does it look like to have a God that's really big and really awesome and really sovereign? And how does that work with war? Or how does that work with your friends' perceptions of you this week? Yeah. It's interesting you bring that up because being in ministry and walking beside families and and kids and students that are hurting, I'm always shocked at how young the word anxiety starts to get applied. Mm -hmm. Like, at what level is... When did we, when seven and eight-year-olds start to talk about anxiety? Mm -hmm. And, And maybe that's just new language to something that's always exists, but it seems like it's more and more common. I think what we're doing in society, and this just developmentally, um, we've become aware of some of those things, and and then we just start to talk about it and fixate on them. And I think the scripture clearly tells us to fix our eyes on Jesus, not on our fears and our anxieties. And more recently, in the push to try to discuss and flesh those things out or get them out, um, we've become stuck on them, mm-hmm. and we don't ever move past them. And so, yeah, they're moving it down lower and lower. Again, you know, we're in a world that, um, you know, pushes that and it just speaks a different language. And I don't think there's any problem talking about anxiety or fear, um, however you word it. But the problem is when we come back in the answer and we come up short, Mm, that's a dangerous thing too, because we just leave things to be wondered about and not addressed. Oh, for sure. One of the things I would add just as a unique challenge, um, again, parenting is always been challenging but kind of a unique thing for now today's day and age is how predominant technology is yep entertainment tv cell phones internet access to harmful things yep how do you manage that in your home how much tv you should watch how young should they have access to this or when should they get a cell phone social or social media apps and how they're connected and who they're connected to it's just like Ah, yes. like how do oh, you man. manage so many issues, so many harmful, like really dangerous mm-hmm. uh, territory there. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's an, that we didn't grow up with that. Like, mm-hmm. I, do you remember like when email came on the scene? Like, do you remember your first email address? Yeah, I do. Well, what, what was <laughs> no, your... <laughs> I don't want you to ask. <laughs> <laughs> oh, now you got to share. Uh, I think it was sniper underscore ex. Hotmail. Oh yeah, Hotmail. Yeah, yeah, that was my Hotmail. Is that even free. still out there? I don't even know. I it's not free anymore. I'm yeah, sure you get. Oh, it isn't. Oh it wow. Was, yeah, it was like. You I, know? Do you remember they had these little? Uh, oh well, now I'm forgetting it. But there was a. <laughs> of course, I forget it. Whatever. Dating yourself on technology. And, yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I got my first email in college. Hotmail. Uh, jeh43 at hotmail.com. Yours sounds a lot more sane than mine does. Yeah, Sniper. What was I was, I've been, you know, I was a like... huge paintball guy, and okay. I think that it came out of my wanting to be able to snipe people. Well, football, I don't know if that's political. 43 correct. was my football number. There you go. And I didn't, I guess jh wasn't available. I'm like, how many eaches are out there? I don't, <laughs> yeah. and this is coming on. You sure but... find out when you start punching <laughs> in email accounts. Absolutely. Like Hotmail was the Gmail back in the day. Yeah. Oh, I had an AOL. I don't know. I don't remember what 
my oh my, yeah it's my kind of handle whatever it's called <laughs> yep yeah took forever to get on but You've it's like mail. we weren't impatient like this is the internet this is the new yep. thing it's cool it's crazy because I mean, my kids will, we're flicking on YouTube and they're like, oh my goodness, this video is taking ages to load. And I'm like, sons, you have no idea. <laughs> it's got to go to space and back. <laughs> yeah. Give it a minute. No big deal. <laughs> no big deal. <laughs> but when email was free, I, would, I got a couple different email addresses and I would email Marcy as different people and play pranks on her. Because like, oh, it's free. I'll just get a new yeah. account for now. Um, that's, that's how a, I do to get story. free, uh, yeah, to get free subscriptions for ten days. So you have different email <laughs> accounts. <laughs> I don't know if we should promote uh, that, <laughs> but definitely technology is a challenge for parenting. Um, that's, uh, that's something parents face today. So when you look at just wanting to see parents grow, it's, I mean, in our church context, I mean, our people where we walk with them through the struggles and wanting to see the kids that go through our church fall in love with Jesus, live godly lives, grow up and raise godly kids, honor God in everything they do. And as a local church, it's like, we're, that's, that's our world. That's what we live in. We want to see that's what God has called us to. So as a pastor and an elder at this church, how do you want to see the parents of Veritas grow? I think the most powerful messages, and I know this is a cliche church term, but are, are caught, not taught. Now, I want to say that, and I don't want to disregard teaching at any level, but, you know, to see um, parents succeed. Succeed isn't having perfect kids. Success is repenting when you screw up. To be able to approach your kid and say, I yelled at you and I was out of control, please forgive me, not mm-hmm. sorry, please forgive me, you know, for I, I sinned against you. And so being like living out your faith, like having a true joy for God, like does he blow you away in a manner that uh, you want your kids to see? Like, are you living out what you want them to be? Are you hoping in God too? And I think we get into situations, we live in a culture where if I, I think I might've heard this from you, Jake, or I heard it from someone else, but um, you know, where if we want them to be a better pitcher, we hand them off to a pitching coach. If we want them to be a greater soccer player, we hand them off to a soccer coach. And when we want them to be better spirit, Virtually, we hand them off to the youth pastor or the kids ministry, and that's not how it should be. Um, youth ministry and kids ministry, both of which I, I love, should just be an added boost, a benefit for them to see another adult living out the gospel, excited about the gospel, teaching the gospel, but it should be something that should be happening in home. And again, don't be discouraged by what you don't know, but let them see you learning. You know, one of the things that stands out in my mind from my childhood is if I were to get up early in the morning, my dad was reading his Bible at 530. Mm. And I didn't necessarily always know what he was reading or what was going on there, but I knew he would be there from 5.30 to 6. And nobody, you don't have to do that, but he loved the Bible. Mm. And so I, I didn't know exactly what was going on there, but I knew that he loved that time in the Word, and it stood out to me. Um, and so like, how long is it going to take my dad to finish that book? I, I never, book. never asked that question, but he, yeah, he was in it. Like he was just yeah. committed to that time. That was his time in the word. And it was quiet at five thirty in the morning. I didn't get the morning person benefits, but, uh, but that's what he did. And it just stood out to me. Um, and again, so like, as your kids watch you engage people, like you're, you don't, it's not that, I mean, the calling is to be perfect, but we won't be. And so just engaging in repentance, um, engaging in 
you know, even to our spouses to say, I'm sorry in front of the kids because I offended you in front of the kids and Mm -hmm. saying to your kids, like, I've also made a mistake too, but like really presenting to them in your lifestyle, the gospel that you want them to believe. Mm -hmm. And is it awesome? Does it blow you away? Um, and do you, do you talk about it? Like what I love, I'll talk about. So I love cycling. And so I'll talk to my kids all day long about cycling, but do I ever talk to them about the gospel or about, I can't believe Jesus saved me. Mm-hmm. And so that's been a shift that I've been trying to do in the last few years of like, um, Jesus really saved me. Mm-hmm. I can't believe it. And even if it's like that, or if I read something in the Bible or I see something happen in someone's life where I can share about it, just sharing with them like, man, this person was really struggling with this and we prayed over it and God answered that prayer. And just trying to engage them like that to help them believe that there is a God that does work Mm. and He does love and He does care and He does hear and He answers, you know, sometimes good and then also talking to them about times where God says no and trying to just engage that in conversational tone, not in like, sit down, child, I'm going to dump this information Mm. on you, but just just trying to live it. Um, Yeah. Helping live it. Helping see parents or Christian parents be more intentionally, uniquely Christian in their parenting. Yep. Is, it would be a tremendous help. Uh, Veritas, we're going to dive into this topic in uh, the podcast to come. Uh, we're going to talk about parenting little kids. We're going to talk about parenting teens. We're going to talk about the issue of discipline. We're going to grab uh, um, Mark and Jeff from, from Iowa City and just share some parenting pearls of wisdom, and we hope this is helpful to you. We know parenting uh, is one of the highest callings that God has given you, and to make disciples in your own home, uh, and we want to be a resource and help you do that. Uh, So hopefully this is a help. Love you. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Veritas Equipping Podcast. If you have any questions you would like us to address or ideas on how we can serve you better, please reach out to us by email at info at veritascr.church and put podcast in the subject line.